little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Welcome, nerds and nerdettes, to the Nerdite Nations podcast. I'm your host and ambassador for the Great White North of Canada, Melissa Nicholson. And with me, as always, is my co-host and ambassador for the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. How are you, Jared? I'm hanging in there. I'm glad that one of my major events for the summer is done. i got a couple more left. Mm. But um, I'm excited to talk... uh, some pop culture and uh, tarot cards today with you mm-hmm. and our special guest. So why don't you uh, fill the listeners in on what we got going on today? Yeah, uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. I mean, it's still still within the umbrella of nerd, but there's a little bit of a twist with it. Um, we've all chosen a character that we really like from any kind of fandom. And we are designing a tarot card around them. And we're designing, um, I'm going to fuck this up, my note. Uh, I have five cards that I've designed. So we're thinking, because I know a lot lately, like there's been sort of a, like pop culture will take a fandom or something and they'll create, there actually is like Nightmare Before Christmas tarot cards out there. And so we thought it might be kind of fun to, to do this, but we thought it would be even more awesome to actually have a tarot card reader with us and <laughs> who I think knows a thing or two about, about tarot cards. Um, our special guest today is Mr. Ken Bogle. Welcome on, Ken. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm psychic medium, tarot card reader extraordinaire, Ken Bogle. I'm so happy to be here with you. I know a little bit about tarot as I started when I was eight years old so 29 years of shuffling cards uh, I know a little bit about it and um, I'm excited to talk about this fandom create tarot deck convo we're gonna have because like you said uh, the nightmare before Christmas tarot deck got it got it done perfect then I have someone who recently sent me a supernatural uh, Jennifer Marine Valaquette, she sent me a supernatural tarot deck. Love it. And um, I also have a, I also have a, um, a tarot deck called TV Show Tarot. It's, oh. it's, yeah, it's, it takes um, television shows from all of television history and uses them as each individual tarot card. 78 cards, 78 shows. So this is a thing that's been going on for a while now. And um, there's even a Golden Girls. I used Golden Girls on a thing I do called Coffee with Ken Bogle, which happens on the Ken Bogle Facebook Live every Sunday morning at 9. And uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Anyway, it's uh, a thing. And I'm about it. And I'm excited because I did did some, some work. I thought of my favorite show. And then I decided which character would be each suit and why. So we're gonna kind of go into that when I when I get started. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. This is this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought it'd be a pretty neat idea to do like something a little bit different. And um, I know we had a whole bunch of ideas we threw around as to how we wanted to do this. But I think you know if we you know, it's kind of like if you had the chance to design a, a tarot card around a specific character, like what would you pick and why and like, you know, um, and things like that. So it would be kind of fun. And um, since you're our guest, Ken, you can uh-huh. start. <laughs> well, I would like to start with my general theme of the tarot deck. OK, so my general theme of the tarot deck that I would like to have created is designing women. Now, Designing Women was a television show 
from the 90s. And it was a story of um, a woman, her sister, and their three, uh, their two friends who opened a uh, interior decorating firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And they were Southern Bells, and they were women of the 90s who were educated and working hard and going through divorces or getting married or, you know, uh, dating is a very golden girls minus 30 years, you know, like it was, they weren't quite, they weren't golden, but they'd seen some stuff that they'd, they'd experienced some things. So mm-hmm. my, my tarot deck is based on designing women. And, um, growing up when I was a kid, I had my favorite character whose name was Julia Sugarbaker. And Julia Sugarbaker was like this broad-shouldered, sharp-minded, sharp-tongued Southern belle, uh, very much in the in the style of like um, Joan Crawford or like Betty Davis or these like broad-shouldered gals who were like tough but beautiful, you know, and classy, but but they would cut you, you know. So I decided that my swords as they relate to mental mental uh, communi- uh, thought processes in terms of communication and uh, troubleshooting and problem solving, I said, I would like my swords to wrap around Julia Sugarbaker because she is the queen of swords. She's so hardcore and so into, she's also the king of swords, but uh, she is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And if you don't know who Julia Sugarbaker is, you need to go later to the YouTube and you need to check out a little thing called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia, Julia Sugarbaker, because it is phenomenal. It's so good. So good. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, I haven't, yeah. heard, I haven't heard Designing Women mentioned in years. I know, right? Okay, and it's now our idea because you we're publishing this podcast. So if it happens after this, we we need to we need to get counsel. I think we need to make money on this idea, or at least give us an EP credit or something if uh, if we get a reboot or anything. Oh gosh, yeah, and and like as far as a reboot goes, I don't want it. Like, don't give me a Designing Women's reboot because. <sighs> You mess with that, and you're going to upset the whole gay community, and we're not a nice bunch of people. We're not. Not when we're upset. Don't mess with our divas. We will We will throw down. Yeah. <laughs> not afraid to cut a bitch. <laughs> no, we're not. The Lavender Society is savage. <laughs> so, do, so, Mel, you said you had a card created about a specific character who is... Who who is this? Well, my uh, the character that I chose um, is Harry Potter, mm. and I wanted to choose like I had quite the list of characters, and I almost changed my choice at like the last second, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep with with what I picked because I know the character very well. I've known it for I don't know probably over close to. 20 years now. Uh, anyway, oh. uh, so, anyway, let's not name numbers. It's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So anyway, I picked Harry Potter because I really know his character. I know his personality, his traits, and all that stuff. And so I did um, quite a few cards around him because I really felt... Um, like he he really connected to him, and the main one um, for me was the death card. And oh. because it's, you know it's the ending of something, the beginning of something new, and that's very much him. Where he he first of all like he's told he's a wizard, so he's no longer see, that seemingly normal mundane child. Like he knows he's like different, but. He doesn't realize that he has that. Like, right. He would have the magical abilities right. like that, right? So he gets told this, and it's that timeline of life is now like that's done, and now he's moving on to something even greater. Like he's going to be going to Hogwarts, and he's going to be going on all these adventures, and like there's so much ahead of him. And and then obviously, you know, Voldemort dying and. 
you know, Harry killing the connection between him and Voldemort, him being the, the Horcrux. And so that ends, and it's a whole new life path right there again. So he doesn't have to worry about him anymore and having that connection. And so, yeah, that was a... Um, one of the one of the cards that I chose for for Harry because I really felt it it connected with him and I also thought it was kind of funny that I did choose that card because um, very much in the book Professor Trelawney who's the um, divinations divination that's it I was going to say yeah. transfiguration but it, it that, I knew that wasn't right the divination teacher who whenever they they looked at the the tea leaves it was like death is surrounding him yeah yeah oh, all these scary things and like in the book he just makes fun of it senseless because it's just kind of ridiculous <laughs> but so anyway but that i felt was a really powerful card especially for him just because of those big moments where he something ending that made an impact on his life and now that's done and he's moving on to something much greater so yeah, that was one of the cards that I chose for him. Well, now, as a side note to that, yeah. you're, which is a perfect card for Harry Potter, I didn't th- I, when you first said it, I was like, hmm, I'm really interested into why that would be a thing. And you nailed it because tarot card death is the tarot card of death is, is usually about transitions and changes, but it is also about death. Sometimes it is about death. And I mean, that's what starts Harry's life really. Right. Hmm. He, someone was coming to kill him in the end. They, he, his parents died and Mm -hmm. that transitioned his life. And then, you know, to go back to the idea of transition, every single year there was an ending of one school year and then a beginning of another. That itself was a death, leaving leaving Hogwarts and having to return to that horrible place. And, you know, the, those yeah. muggle uh, guardians of his, just terrible, awful people, which I despise, <laughs> loathe yeah. beyond measure. But that was like a little death for Harry, too, because he had to put away his wand and he had to go back to the Dursleys. And it, you, you nailed it, Melissa. Yes. Death. <laughs> Harry Potter. Catch it. Yeah. He's one person who's had so many transitions and changes in his life. And it's not been light. Right. You know, it, I, it's, you know, <laughs> I know he's a fictional character, but holy cow, dude. Like, he... He's got strength of 10,000 people because of how much shit he's been through and he still gets through it. So yeah. it, he, he's definitely in, he's an admirable character for sure. Totally. So totally. I thought that one was the, the perfect one for him. I, I went through it and it, that was actually my, my first thought. I'm like, I, I didn't even have to look in my, my tarot manual. I'm like that card right there. That, and this is why, <laughs> because it just fits him so well. Right. And, I don't know what kind of image I would have on it, um, but it, w- it would definitely be one of those kind of moments of, of transitioning. But it would also, I, I would want it to reflect a transition too. Like the, you see the ending, but then it's like a transition into something. I don't know. But um, but yeah, that was the, the one card that I chose for him. So Lovely. What about you, Jared? What have you got? Well, first of all, spoilers for those of us who are still reading the Harry Potter books, Melissa. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I don't... That was the only one I was like, oh, crap. But that's it. The rest, you you know backwards and forwards, so you're fine. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still working on... Uh, which book am I on? Uh, sixth sure. one. I can't think of it right now. The, um, but I've had so many deaths spoiled for me lately that it's been a lack of desire to finish the books. But um, Half Blood Prince is what I'm reading. Ooh, good. I talk about Professor Trelawney, who uh, she had the first, uh, she had the. Uh, prophecy about Harry way back when when they tried to teach it could also be about Neville Longbottom too mm, yeah hey nerds and nerdettes it's Jared from the future um, as you can tell I was having some audio issues with my connection to Skype 
And to make matters even better, while I was uh, discussing my first card, my personal hotspot decided to kick me out of the internet completely, thus throwing a monkey wrench in the whole episode. Um, due to time restrictions, we didn't have time to start over. So to clarify where we're at, I picked Captain Hector Barbosa from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise for my character. And the first card I picked for him was the Five of Swords. So we're going to fast forward to the point where I jumped back into Skype and joined the conversation with Ken and Melissa. Thanks, guys. How you see it throughout all the, at least the last three films, because he's dead through all of Dead Man's Chest. Um, so Barbosa being the Five of Swords because he is just, like, going after all of it. Yeah, because you look at... Uh, at World's End, when they're having the big fight with Davy Jones at the end, and he unleashes uh, Calypso's human form, Teodoma, or how in uh, On Stranger Tides, how he joins up with King George's Navy so he can be protected and get his revenge on Blackbeard eventually, or even in uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the fifth film, how he joins up with Salazar to save his own life and then is willing to cross Salzar to join with Jack again so he can get rid of Salzar so he can maintain him essentially being the king of pirates. That is a really educated choice, Jared. You've won me over. I think that is spot on the card to pick for that character, for sure. Yeah. Why, thank you. Not bad for doing a little internet research the night before. (laughs) The night before? I've been working on this for like a month. What are you talking about? Same here. I started mine really early. I did too, because we're overachievers, Melissa. We're overachievers. So I, I've had a couple things going on lately. Yeah, he's been very busy with stuff, so I don't, I don't blame. Him well, we're glad that you picked. We're glad that you continue to do it with us, and we're super excited about your first choice because it was stellar. It was really good. So, um. I, in my tarot deck of designing women, decided that the cups suit would best fit a character by the name of Charlene. Now, Charlene was the receptionist at the design firm, and she was lovely. She was so lovely. She's the blonde played by Jean Smart, and she is phenomenal. And since the cups are about emotion, and uh, for the most part, beautiful emotion. It made me think of her since the cups are also about um, family in a lot of ways. It made me think of her because she was very she was very in touch with her family in, Pop, in, in Poplar Bluff, Arkansas. And she ended up being one of the characters in the show who got married and started a family uh, to her Air Force uh, was he in Air Force? I think he was in the Air Force. His name was Bill, the guy that she fell in love with. And and um, she was always really kind of the heart of the situation. So I'm really about Charlene being my queen of cups because I think she nurtures love. I think she nurtures creativity. I think she nurtures kindness, family, and togetherness. Great choice. Thanks, Boo. Who's your Who's your next Harry Potter card? What's happening on your next card? Um, <clears throat> well, the next one. Um, now for mine, I I ended up just doing um, cards for just Harry himself. That's kind of the route I took. Okay. Um, because he's just there's so many really big moments with him and everything. So for mine, it's just specifically him. Um. Anyway, my next one that I I chose was the was the three of cups, and it's the spontaneous, unexpected joy, pleasure, like a really good moment. And so I picked one of the my favorite moments with Harry is when um, he's on riding Buckbeak, and oh. he just feels that like that. He go he you know Hagrid basically puts them on Buckbeak and he goes off and they're flying and he's just like the happiest person in the friggin' world like there's nobody happier than him like I'll yeah. wait and you pick somebody else who's happier like he's genuinely just you know you you really feel like he's he's free and he's just like 
it's the best moment for him. Like it's the happiest moment where he, you know, he, he's having fun and he's you know kind of forgetting all his worries and, you know, and I mean, that was, that was one of the main images in my mind for, for this card for him. Um, and also, I mean, there's, you know, breaking out of Pivot Drive when the Weasleys break him out, you know, and finally, you know, getting out and then also being at the Burrow at the Weasleys home. Like oh. he, he really loves, you know, being there. Like, it's just such a, it's where he's comfortable. Like it's such a, they're like, I mean, the Weasleys are such a wonderful family. Like I, I freaking love them. Yeah. Warm and lovely and their home is so cool and so yeah but um so that was that was um where I was going with that one and my image would be him with Buckbeak and just that that joy that you know it's kind of spontaneous because he didn't expect to be doing that that day and so yeah I thought that was a really good um card for him now well, look I'm you know, I'm really interested in your imagery, though, because I would have picked different imagery. I would have picked different Im- Now, be- only because you, uh, don't let me change your mind. But if I do change your mind, you you tell me because I'm going to fight my case. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. I would have picked him with a cup, Ron with a cup, and Hermione with a cup. I think the three of them together faced, like you said, tremendous odds, but they also shared a great emotional bond together and when they would go to the leaky not the leaky well when they were at the leaky cauldron how great that Uh, was three broomsticks and then the three broomsticks and they get together and how freaking cool that was and then like all those all those moments between the three of them every time they thwarted another plan or they Mm -hmm. overcame some obstacle it was very sort of like the joy that happened this just spontaneous eruption between the three of them i would have picked that however I really support the plan of Buckbeak, and I think he should be in the background of the card because when Harry was on that that creature, even in the movie, it was it was illustrated in such a really beautiful way. And you saw somebody's heart who had been so heavy for so long, just out of the blue, climb atop this mystical, magical creature, and for one moment, everything fell away, and it was just joy. Yeah. Good job, Mel. That's a great card for that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Jared, what's what was your card and character? Uh, like you, I stayed with one character and picked the five different cards for him. So uh, since we're all doing our cups right now, I picked the nine of cups for Barbosa. And uh, a lot of it I looked at as if how uh, the reverse side of it. The, the curse. You look at the curse of the Black Pearl. When you find out that the Black Pearl crew has been cursed from the Aztec gold, and how I believe Barbosa is telling uh, Elizabeth Swan the lack of inner joy they found after a while, like he can't taste his apples, they can't feel the touch of a woman, none of that stuff. So that and that desire to lift the curse so they can regain that. Um, they have that des- also have that desire to lift this curse so bad that they do whatever it takes to get rid of it. But uh, yeah, I just picked that one just for the lack of inner joy, and, and he also comes off as like, it's probably the most smug you ever see Barbosa in all the films too. Like he comes off very confident in the other four films, but he comes off more as being like a smug captain. And you find out that you get the backstory of him. Uh, leading the mutiny against Jack for the Black Pearl way back when and all that stuff. But there's more of that lack of inner joy he has um, because of the curse that he can't enjoy the things in life. Because you see how often you see him eating apples and shit throughout the films. So how much he <laughs> loves his apples. And I also went with like um, going back to uh, going back to Dead Men Tell No Tales, how now he's essentially this pirate king now with, 10 ships and 10 ships in his fleet and he's leaving living that high life that luxury and how much he loves that and how much he's desiring to keep that that's why he's going to team up with Salazar then cross Salazar so he can maintain that well I'm really kind of impressed with the fact that you just did a reversal like <clears throat> in tarot when you're doing cards and they're up and down in the correct format and in the right position 
it's you know just reading the card but when the card appears to be upside down it's got a reversal and changes and alters the meaning of the card so it's interesting to me that you took a nine of cups which is about emotional fulfillment happiness and being and being fulfilled and, and, and joyful and then reversed it like no you can't even taste apples i think that's genius well done jared well thank you well done um so okay <clears throat> My next two were a bit of an issue for me, and I took some time to chew on it, and I still can't decide. And so oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my definitive statement here and now. <laughs> <clears throat> I believe that Mary Jo Shively is the Wands. Now, I say this because the Wands and Tarot are about fire, and they're about creativity. And Mary Jo was a redhead who was pretty spicy. And she was, I think, the real driving force behind building the concepts of the designs that they did. And so Mary Jo, Mary Jo was also a really great friend, but she would she would um, also try to take care of herself in a way, try to take care of her family, try to take care of her own needs. And that's really about a struggle to keep professionalism and friendships and your personal life and your your family going, which I think takes a lot of drive, takes a lot of ambition, takes a lot of courage. So Mary Jo Shively to me was the wands. I had a bit of trouble with it because I thought Suzanne was going to be the wands because she's a spicy hooker. I thought she's going to be the one, but no, I'm going to save her for later. My queen of wands, Mary Jo Shively. Boom. Great choice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you all have to go watch this stuff and then come back and tell me if I nailed it because you all pick things that everybody knows about. And I was so I had not many I didn't have many options though because so many shows had already been done and so many characters had already been made cards. So I was trying to think of something abnormal and, and off the beaten path. Yeah. Well that that's kind of what where I wanted to go, but my character that I had picked is like I mean, she she's she would have been pretty easy to kind of put a couple cards like match her with a with some cards or whatever, but it would it would have taken a little bit of time and I didn't have that time so. <laughs> Who was it? Who were you originally gonna do? Um, it was a character named Donna Noble from Doctor Who, and oh. she is somebody who, um, very much could have been like from my immediate thought could have been like that the page of wands like that would have been one of my cards the person needing a mentor needing that boost of confidence to go forward because she's very much like she can be she can cut a bitch like she will be sassy as fuck but she was also somebody who in in like being a person who has strengths is also somebody who's very much just in a shell in a bubble, somebody who just is going about their life, not really thinking very much of anything, um, not so much really depressed, but just going through the motions of life, and that's about it. And then she meets the doctor, and she pretty much busts out of her shell because of him. How great. Becomes, you know, really breaks out and becomes this amazing, strong, hilarious person, and who is just very bold and brash and not afraid to say what you know not really no filter but just if she's gonna say it she's gonna fucking say it yeah really really good character i really enjoyed her on her run in doctor who because um yeah and there was there was an episode where she um it was her dad who said you know you're not gonna um it was something along the lines like you're not gonna uh, change the world by shouting at it, and she's like, "I'll try." <laughs> <laughs> so that's very much her. So, but her storyline is a little bit like it. It starts off kind of thing, and then it gets really good, and then it kind of goes really low and whatever. So I was like, I didn't really know what to do for her, but that was my original choice. Yeah. Of the character, it was sort of. I wanted to go off sort of the beaten path, but then I also wanted something that people could sort of connect with and sort of like, okay, I could 
you know, maybe see that for that character or whatever. So Harry yeah. Potter, great choice. Harry Potter's a great choice. You did you do well. So who what's your third card? Uh my third card is another cups card. And it is the the six of cups. Mm. And it's, you know, the romanticizing the past, you know, the the past is sort of influencing a situation. Um, and I thought of Harry looking into the mirror of Aroset, where he's looking at these happy memories. He, it's basically like him, you know, basically this is kind of like what he wants, right? He wants his parents, you know, he, you know, that's basically what he sees, like his family, like he, he doesn't have that. So he's sort of missing that. And it's sort of, you know, romanticizing it in a little bit because it's like, well, you know, that he, he kind of gets, you know, you always see him like he's going to to the mirror and looking at it. And then he finally gets moved because it's just too much. Like, it's you're going to get obsessed with it. And, you know, Dumbledore obviously sees that and is like, no, nope, you're not going to look at that anymore. You know, what what's basically kind of what's in the past is in the past. And you just got to, you know, move on from that. So that was that was my pick for for that one. Well, I think it's really interesting because Harry is an only child, and the Six of Cups sometimes talks about siblings. Mm. So I think seeing him also, when how he is, like you said earlier, with the Weasleys, I think that he and Ron are obviously brothers at heart, right? And that he and and uh, uh, George and and the the other guys, you know, in in the Weasley family. I think their family, of course, Mrs. Weasley's fabulous with Harry. And I think that in a way, it it his time at the borough and his time with them is very kind of six of cups. And I bless him. He kind of had to stay in that mindset, didn't he? Because how what are you? What, how else are you going to remember what you're fighting for? You know, you have to sort of romanticize the past, and you do have to kind of live in that mindset because you're facing your own death every day. You know, you get toward the Deathly Hallows and things like that. So yeah, very interesting. Good job, Mel. Thank you, <laughs> Gerard. <laughs> Jared, what was yours? Oh. Well, first of all, I want to say that I'm enjoying. I'm just like sitting back eating popcorn, listening to you two go back and forth. I think this is great. I think you two need to start your own show, actually. <laughs> I can just come on here and be with you two <laughs> whenever you want me. Well, put down the popcorn, Jared. <laughs> we have you surrounded, and we ah. imagine your next card. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, my next card for Barbosa and that'd be the Ace of Wands. And, um, I really think that card really facing upright really sums up Barbosa throughout the whole series as well. And especially the desire because he has such a desire to be on the sea. That's all he ever wanted. And even when you look at, uh, Look at him again in Stranger Tides. Even though he's working for King George's Royal Navy, he's still very much a pirate at heart and still acts the way he did, only he has that protection from the Royal Navy. But when he's resurrected at the end of uh, Dead Man's Chest, the first words out of his mouth are, where's my ship? He's ready to get back out there. He, you see him throughout all five films. It's all he wants to do is be a pirate. And I believe and there's some books that connect all the – that have like origin stories for all the characters and connect dots in between about how Barbosa tried to be uh, a legitimate sailor. And when he saw how nice the captain's quarters was, he knew he wasn't going to be able to reach that being an honest sailor. So that's why he turned to a life of piracy. But you see that desire to be that pirate throughout every film you see him in and doing whatever it takes to maintain that lifestyle. Cause it's just so much part of him. Mm-hmm. And I look at the the reverse the reverse of that card too. Saw so the lack of energy and lack of passion. I, it brought me right back to how he is in Black Pearl. How he can't being cursed, he can't enjoy the things in life that he loves most. But mostly, I think I see Barbosa as an Ace of Wands throughout the whole film series. Then he also tries various different tactics, doesn't he? He tries various different tactics again and again and again to try to 
achieve this this burning ambition and desire that he has. So that's very Ace of Wands after Ace of Wands. It's like constantly throwing down an Ace of Wands. So that's fantastic. I think that's brilliant. That's a good one. Wow, Jared. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're very thoughtful. Damn it. I wish I had been... Oh, nah, we have to have a redo on this episode. I'm going to have to come up with something. Um, okay, so um, since you all have five and there are only four suits, I will do a major arcana card that encompasses all four characters later. But last, I will pick Susan Sugarbaker as my Queen of Coins. Now... Queen of Coins is very Susan Sugarbaker in that when the Queen of Coins is in a certain is in certain decks, it comes up as sort of selfish. Suzanne, very selfish. Um, she's also Queen of Coins has got a really grounded um, energy about her, and when Suzanne's talking about family, she gets grounded. It's a it's a trait that you don't see in her often, but it is definitely a trait, right? It's a part of Suzanne Sugarbaker. And um, also, I pick her as Queen of Coins and to be the, the, the suit of the coins because she has so many ex-husbands, they must alphabetize her alimony checks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I hope to aspire to one day. So, <laughs> one down. Nine to go. But anyway, that, that was the deciding factor also between separating her and Mary Jo was because I was like, no, Mary Jo's very grounded and Mary Jo is very kind of dealing with money and Mary Jo's kind of the mom is putting things together and rah, rah, rah. But it was the fact that they, that Charlene has to alphabetize Suzanne's alimony checks when she takes them to her. That really sealed the deal. There you go. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't get over that. Oh wow. Back to you, Mel. Who's your, your fourth Harry Potter card is? Uh my fourth is the the Nine of Pentacles. And it's accomplishment. And obviously you know, Harry's been through a lot of, you know, accomplishing a lot. Like, right. whether it be just in school, like winning the Quidditch match, catching the snitch, the tournament challenges, you know, defeating the Basilisk, like, all these, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on with him, you know, for, for accomplishments. Um, but um, but I, I really wanted... Um, I really like the like catching the snitch. Like when he when he you know, it's a it's a challenge in itself to catch that little bugger and he catches it and like that's an achievement in itself. Like that was a really big thing. Like he you know, he really enjoys being on the Quidditch team and it was, you know, first time being on it and he, you know, achieves that really great thing. And, you know, obviously, you know, worked very hard for it. So um that was my image uh, for accomplishment, because I think it's, I mean, all of them are, are great accomplishments, but I really, I wanted like a really happy, good accomplishment. And I think that one was, was sort of like the happiest. And, you know, I mean, yeah, so that was my choice. I think that's such an exceptional choice that I think that in your tarot deck, you don't need coins. I think yours should actually be the snitches. Like nine of snitches. I think that's such a very smart thing. Yeah. Now, also accomplishments, just like you can't really talk about Harry Potter without talking about how much assistance he had in these accomplishments. You know, yeah. Hermione pulled more than her weight more often okay. than not. And Ron was the muscle at the end of the day. Let's face it. He was. And he was really very durable. Ron Weasley was very durable. Even when they were playing their wizard's chest, you know, and he fell off of that. Well, they, it was crushed and he fell to the chessboard, you know, in the first book. It, Hermione was figuring things out and Ron was suffering it physically. And, and <laughs> Harry was somewhere in the middle trying to make everything else check off the list. Right. So I, I think when it comes to Harry Potter that the Nine of Snitches is probably going to be my favorite card. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely. So Jared, what's your card? Uh, if yours is going to be snitches, I'm assuming mine will be probably gold on mine or silver pieces. Mm. But, uh, my card, I went with the four of pentacles for Captain Barbosa. And it's more about how frugal and uh, conservative that he can be. Like how possessive he is of the Black Pearl. How he always wants to get it back and take it back from Jack. I think they leapfrog it a couple times because yeah, Jack takes it back from him at the end of uh, Black Pearl. And then Barbosa takes it back at the end of that World's End. And then Jack <laughs> once again takes it back uh, from the Queen Anne's Revenge. And then how uh and then at the end how at the end of uh, Stranger Tides how um Barbosa takes possession of Blackbeard's ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge, and his sword and all that as payment for the Black Pearl and for taking his leg, all that stuff. So it's just how possessive and frugal he can be, and even how he takes the job with the Royal Navy under King George so he can still keep sailing the seas. And have that protection underneath him. So he has that security. He can still do what he needs to do and still be protected at the end of the day. That's really smart. I like that. And I think also it's his way of protecting what he holds true, which is his pirate life, really. And I think that is something we all kind of have to hold on to, whatever our vision of our life is, you know, um, for some of us, it's to be a rock star. For some of us, it's to be tarot reader extraordinaire. For others, it's, you know, being a great author or whatever. You have to hold on to those dreams. And you have to hold on to these parts of you. And you have to sort of protect it and hold on to it and not give it away. And mm-hmm. really work work toward achieving it for yourself. And, but also, I think, as equally as that applies to absolutely everybody, the fact that we all have to hold on to our money lately, <laughs> very four of coins, I believe that that's very in line with him because I think that he he was a good balance of that. And I think he was always trying to return to that balance of four of coins, too. Because in tarot, you, you, you're you off balance at three. You return to balance at four. And I think he was constantly trying to return to balance of in that in that way. So very good. Very good choice. Very good. I think he, you know, he, he handled that, that balance very well. Like he, he recognized when, you know, he kind of needed to lean back, you know, towards something and just, okay, I'm going off kilter now. Like he, he did that very well. And, you know, he, you could, you could say he was, he was very determined, like very determined to hold on to that part of his life yeah. you know, because it's something that he's passionate about. And like, you know, kind of like what you said, like, you know, you hold on to something in your life. Like if there's something, you know, really important that is absolutely you, you have a fucking death grip on it. Like you just hold on to that motherfucker and cut a bitch if somebody else tries to steal it from you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. So you, you can really understand, you know, where he's coming from. Like he's, you know, he, he gets his ship taken away. Well, now he's got to, you know, go back and get it. Like, I, I, you know, it almost feels like at some point I probably, like, you could see him be like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's go get that damn thing again. And let's not lose know. it this time. You know, yeah. let's hold, let's not lose it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Figure out that way of, okay, what, what can I do to keep this damn thing and Jack to keep his freaking greasy paws off of it? You right. know? <laughs> right. So that yeah, that one's a really good card for him. So I think, and this is on the fly because I only prepared four pieces, but you all had five, and I will too have five. So um, I've thought about it, and I've decided that all four of the characters can in- be interchangeable for the role of the Empress. Here's why: Empresses are about creating luxury for others in their life and i think there's no better card to illustrate a designing woman quite like the empress because they are designing luxury for other people's lives the the empress is also the birth of creation she's also a mother everybody except for suzanne was a mother however suzanne had a had a pet pig named noel that she loved fiercely and so, in a way, that was her fur baby, and I think that that is equally mother status. I I'm, I used to have a fur baby I love very much, 
and that made me a fur daddy, um, which is also the name of my grinder. Anyway, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing, the other reason why I think the Empress is is because I think that each one of them played a role of caring for the other. I think each one of them played a role of loving the other in a way that went beyond friend, in a way that was family, in a way that was like, you lean on me, I've got you, and we will get through this together, and I will nurture you, and I will care for you, and I will create an, an environment where you can grow and evolve and it be safe. And I think for that reason, all four of the designing women should be on the pay on on the card of the empress i think they all check that list that's awesome thanks <laughs> the next time i'm gonna do one we can all talk about i promise <laughs> <laughs> i just haven't watched it. i i i'm about the same age as you so i remember growing up designing women around but i just never watched it but i I was a fan of Jean Smart, though, on a little cartoon called The Oblong. She was the voice of Pickles, the mother on there, and she's fucking hilarious on it. But, but of course, Smart Annie Potts, a, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, Annie Potts and Ghostbusters, absolutely. But, like, Jean Smart is one of the only designing women to have worked as long as she has. Like, Annie Potts did Designing Women and tried a couple of other things that didn't really pan out. But now we have the Ghostbusters that's coming out, you know, and she's going to be a part of that, right? So she's she's right up there as a return comeback kind of a gig. Whereas Gene Smart has always been a part of pop culture, whether it's being a voice actress or being a on-stage actress or film actress, television actress, she's always done it. I, I'll never forget the time I turned on. I was I wasn't turning on Sweet Home Alabama. I was setting down my enjoying Sweet Home Alabama in the theater, and I saw her working at a bar, and I was like, "Oh, shut up, it's Charlene!" And like I lost my goods. I was like, "Oh, how great!" And then years later, I was watching Frasier, uh, the show Frasier, and uh, she played Frazier's love interest in high school that he re that he met again anyway Jean Smart's fabulous and she's she's definitely an empress as much as she is a queen of cups well, uh Annie Potts also has a uh, little Bo Peep from the Toy Story franchise under her belt too right it wasn't she lovely in that didn't you love Bo Peep wasn't oh, yeah. she great she was great all right Mel your fifth card sister let's hit it <laughs> All right. Uh, my fifth card is the Page of Wands. And this is, I mean, for, for Harry, he's somebody who, you, he's been so placed in a, in, a, in a box because of the Dursleys, who are just like, no, we're not having magic in this house. This is bullshit. This is just crap. Everything you do is just stupid. So we're just going to shut you down and, like, not have you, like, interact with that side of you at all and so like he he you know the speaking parcel tongue to to the snake and or actually well not in the first one like he sort of connects with like he talks to it and he's able to connect with it and so okay there's something with that and he's able to remove the glass and dudley falls in and that's the best moment ever i love it yeah <laughs> like yep. served him right yep. um yep He's also that person who, you know, he needed that that mentor, that the the person to kind of guide him through this and support him, and and it's very much like Haggard and Dumbledore, and then eventually his godfather Sirius, who is very much there to to guide him through it and be a support and you know be be that person, you know, that sort of you know the maybe not so much like a, a father figure, but just a, a like an adult, a constant adult figure in his in his life that you know can be there for him because he obviously didn't have that with his parents. Um, obviously, them dying at you know when he was so young, and so yeah, so it's a lot of those those kinds of things. And I think I would incorporate like for the imagery of it a lot of those little things, like just those little moments, and and then also having you know his guardians sort of there with him like sort of somewhere that this is what you know he's he started out with you know just being a very kind of you know not knowing really who he is 
he's just kind of there and then having the you know the support after that so i felt that was a that was a good um kind of a good a good one for him so do you know when i'm teaching people tarot i use harry potter in the suit of wands really i use yeah yeah when i teach people tarot i teach about the suit of wands from a, a perspective of harry potter because the wands are about manifestation and they are about magic and they are about goals and they are about ambition and they are about tasks and they are about things to achieve and that's harry you know in general um the thing i'd like to add to that because i think that's such a phenomenal card for harry potter such a phenomenal card um the thing i would add to it is just the thought that harry was thoughtful yes Harry was thoughtful when it came to the to the spells he chose. He made one mistake where he cut that. What was the what was the spell that he stole out of the Half Blood Prince book that just shattered um, uh, Malfoy? I can't remember, but he left him in a bloody puddle. I can't remember the I can't remember the um, the spell. Anyway, but other than that, Harry was very thoughtful. He never, you know, it was never a, a thing where he tried to kill somebody, although he could have. You know, he was thinking about it. And that's the thing about pages, because King's master, whatever suit they're involved in, Queen's nurture, whatever suit, knights act on it, but but pages think on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that he often thought of magic and I think he often thought of the best ways to use it. And I think he thought of how to protect those people who are part of the magical community. So from beginning to end i think consistently even when he does master it there's still a part of harry that is always page of wands very good card very well done melissa well done (laughs) thank you very well done yeah that's that's definitely kind of what i was going for and yeah that his you know he never you know even when he you know like you said like he mastered it but he was never he he never became a a guild war lockhart you're right. He never let it get to his head. He never, never. like, hey, look at me, like, and then like, you know, fake all the, you know, stuff that he did and whatever. Like, no, he. I think, you know, he he st- he was very grounded. Like, he he wasn't gonna let anything, you know, let him because steer him away from from being that grounded person and yeah be- but snape would have disagreed wouldn't he snape was always which by the way snape's one of my least favorite characters <laughs> he's he to me i am snape i get it like i am professor snape i understand but he's my least favorite character because he gave that boy down the road and it was a child i'm like don't take it out on the boy he did nothing wrong but he was always talking about ego driven harry was but he really wasn't was he he was very yeah. kind of mellow and and yeah. tried his best to be that way. I I think so. I think even, so. Yeah, like even you know he's doing doing all the things that he did. Like it was thought out first. Like he, you know, he made sure they knew kind of what they were gonna do. Like, and I mean Hermione was a part of that as well. Like she was very much like the research, the books, the everything. Like we're gonna, you know, and the spells too. Um, you know, kind of make sure we're doing this right. But you know, Harry was. You know, we're, like Hermione, very much book research, logic, all that kind of thing. Whereas Harry's more thoughtful. Like we're right. gonna think about it. We're gonna, you know, kind of think about how this is gonna affect everybody else. And but see, that's because like Hermione was the queen of wands, wasn't she? I mean, she was really that one who was nurturing the magic in everybody. Uh, so yeah, she was very queen of wands and really king of wands too. By the way, Miss Hermione right. Granger, well done, very well done. Yeah. What about you, Jared? What's your fifth card? Sorry, I was getting lost in the train of thought of uh, playing devil's advocate for Snape. <laughs> oh, I knew it happened, but don't do it because I'm I'm adamant <laughs> that he's my least favorite. Uh, he he's not my he's not my list of favorites either, but I do enjoy Alan Rickman though. Oh, who doesn't? I love Alan Rickman. Blessing. Uh, but uh, my fifth card, I also went Major Arcana with mine, and I picked uh, for Captain Barbosa as the Chariot. And it seems like it just fit the overall theme of his direction and control and willpower. This is his desire to remain a pirate, his 
control over every situation he has. Because you look at Barbosa, he never seems panicked. He always seems calm, cool, collected, has a plan, no matter whether it's going up against Davy Jones or against Jack or against the uh, in East India Trading Company or uh, Blackbeard, the, the pirate himself. He has a plan for everything. He is under control. He's got direction. He knows what he wants to do. I think I've repeated myself quite a bit with all my five of my cards, but I think Barbosa fits it the best, I believe, because it just seems like he, while he does have quite the character change throughout the five films, his characteristics pretty much stay the same as well, too, that how driven he is. Yeah, I I agree. I think, like, his his ability to take take one side of him which pulls him toward you know selfishness and another side of him that pulls him toward uh what is his real heart's desire and then trying to wrangle these two together and and try to try to keep it together really mm-hmm. it takes an absurd amount of control you know and i say that from personal experience too i kind of get him differently now because of this program we've done I'm going to have to watch Pirates of the Caribbean again just because of this conversation. Um, I'm, I'm always watching Harry Potter. You can't stop me. Like, I'm always watching Harry Potter. <laughs> but um, but I'm seeing him differently now because it was really being torn in several different directions and trying to keep it all together and trying to succeed in something and, and still try to achieve a higher sense of self. Very good choice, Jared. Very good choice. You all did very well. Thank you. You, you did too. Kid, Thank you, but you all get the Kim Boggle thumbs up of approval for people who do not read tarot, but have understood five cards better than anybody else I really know. You've nailed them. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Can I get that in like a certificate form? I can sure. Up my apartment. Sure. <laughs> I will do something in a Word document. Send <laughs> <laughs> a Word document. Anyway, thank you all so much for having me on. I hate to rush off, but I'm being domestic today, and I must be oh. domestic. Before before you go, um, do you have any promotional stuff that you want to Yes, 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 yes. Things, social media is all that stuff. Absolutely. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate it because you keep me on track. Well done, Queen of Swords. Um, <laughs> I am – see, I think in terms of tarot. I don't even just read tarot. I think in terms of tarot. Well done, Queen of Swords. Good job. Um, I, I am in Vegas – December of 2021, you go to Vegas Uh You can Google that. You can also check it out on Vegas Parunity on Twitter. Uh, it is brought to us by the Parent Odyssey Paranormal uh, Events. Um, fantastic thing that's happening. I'm a guest of, of interest. I never say celebrity, but I'm a guest of interest at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Um, I have requested shares room. I've not been, no phone calls have been returned, but I am requesting shares old room. For me to say it, someone said it was carefully on a budget, and I said try harder. And um, uh, but uh, other than that, I I do um, various different things throughout the year. Um, if you'd like to book me for an event or something like this, you just go to tarotbyken.com. It's all one word: t-a-r-o-t-b-y-k-e-n.com, and click on the booking contact form, fill it out, and it comes directly to my phone. I get back to you just as soon as I have the ability and. And um, I'll do your readings. We just filmed the entire season. Well, let me back up. While at my last event in Minnesota, I did 55 tarot card readings in less than 28 hours. Most of those, <laughs> right. It's, I think it's a world record. I really, most of those were on, uh, most of those were captured on film uh, because of Cosm, Q-O-S-M. It is going, those are now being edited and they will start playing on Cosm, which is a streaming platform app. You can get on your, your Roku, your Fire Stick or your Apple or whatever the hell you're doing. Um, Cosm, Q-O-S-M. It's going to premiere as my third season of Tarot Date with Ken Vogel. Um, I think these are also going to be kind of popped up on social media because I'm doing some of these readings for only 15 minutes. So they like they're just gonna be little kind of a popcorn episodes they're called in the business. I didn't know that, but in the business, where are the business? <laughs> they call them popcorn episodes. I had no idea. They just sort of pop up, and so that's the thing. That's what we're gonna do. Um, so keep your eye out on that if you'd like to get a Cosm subscription. 
Go to the website, get a monthly subscription in the promo code. Use the word tarot date, all one word, and your subscription is only $3.50 a month. You don't only get Ken Boggle stuff, which is includes season two of Tarot Day with Ken Boggle. You get a wealth of documentaries uh, from independent content creators um, like myself and um, all kinds of other like, great black being uh, B movies, black and white B movies. So fantastic. And then the last thing is catch me every Sunday on Cosm or on Facebook. Ken Boggle, uh, Coffee with Ken Boggle happens at the Ken Boggle Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern. If you can't make it, it is there for you to enjoy with your cup of coffee throughout the entire day. Wonderful. And it has been absolutely amazing having you on. And I'm so glad you agreed to be on. And uh, it has been too damn long since I last talked to you. So it's been amazing to talk to you again. You too, my love. You look great. And I think think you're also one who started Page of Wands. And now you're doing very, very well. I I love everything about you. You're very well-rounded. And I'm, I'm proud of you. So stinking proud. And I just... I've really had a great time. So thank you all for having me on. I'd gladly come back anytime you'd like. Well, we'll be doing a Harry Potter episode here in the fall when I finally finish the books and the movies. So you're more welcome to come on then. Okay. Write me down. I'm here for that. And I love, I I love that idea. Write me down because I have some very controversial opinions about Harry Potter. Well, you have come to the right place because I am the Canadian queen, the Canadian podcasting queen of pipe bombs. Okay. Jared has nicknamed me. I am the queen of controversial opinions. So, oh, I, I'm well, here for it. I'm here for it. We'll get together to be controversial over a kid's book. How wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> How American, really. How American. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We all take care. Have a great day. Right. Bye, Ken. Thanks for coming yeah. on, man. Bye-bye. Oh, that was, that was a really a lot of fun. Um, yes, it was. I was I was really looking forward to this conversation and and hearing hearing Ken's thoughts on on um, like his choices I was really curious about and then I just hearing his thoughts on on the different cards that we chose and so yeah that was that was a freaking blast of a conversation so yes it was and I and yeah I haven't talked much this episode because I'm well a I don't know much about the tarot like you two do and b with my voice still being a little in recovery it's much better now than it was a couple of days ago but i just sitting back listening to you two talk is just amazing i think you two do have the chemistry for your own show <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know but yeah we, we've always been like that we were just like comfortable conversation about stuff and especially when you know we both know something it's like it's it's, it's a lot like us you know how we we get onto something and we just yammer on about it for for ages so so, so, so listeners, when you're done uh, retweeting a uh, hashtag released in Landis Cut, let's get a hashtag pop culture tarot with Ken and Melissa going. <laughs> oh, boy. I've already I've already willed one Harry Potter podcast into existence. I think I can push my look and try for two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that comes to fruition or not, but. I mean, you've influenced me on everything, but I don't know if you're going to get me on that one. <laughs> I'll start with Ken and have Ken work on you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I think we can, uh, we, we've had an amazing conversation and I think we can bring it on home. Um, so where can they find you on social media, Jared? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. That's where you just find random pictures of my cats and my beard. And uh, that's about it for now. I am still working on uh, a pod on a YouTube channel with my friend Mikey called Two Aging Bearded Nerds. It's just life has been a little busy, so we're waiting for my life to be a little less busy before we start getting the... The role on that, which makes me wonder out loud, is my life ever going to get less busy? <laughs> but, uh, I think it will. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only August, and I'm already looking how full September and October are going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's coming soon. So look for that on there. Um, Melissa, what about you? 
Oh, you can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Instagram as my own sort of personal Instagram page, um, you can find me at Miss Melissa N25. Um, all one word, no lowercase fancy, all lowercase nothing fancy. Um, you can just find pictures, uh, nature pictures, the random elusive as Bigfoot selfie, um, sometimes a meme or two, kind of just really a bunch of random stuff is on there. Um, I also have an art page um, called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer, and on there I post all the kind of weird kooky art that I do. Um, and it's also on, uh, and also on Twitter, um, Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer is on there as well. And I post art on there as well, so you can follow me there. And as a podcast, um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Nerdited Nations Podcast. We're always posting about um, episodes and you know, pictures and things, so you can definitely follow us on there. Um, and if you'd like to continue uh, listening to us, you can listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And also be sure to leave us a, a review because that a rating and a review because that helps us kind of get a little bit more noticed within the podcast community and if you have any other uh, fun ideas for episodes like we did today be sure to send us an email at nerdnationspodcast at gmail.com because i'm tired of checking emails from fucking people wanting us to monetize our show (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure Real quick, I do want to say one more special thanks to Ken for coming on our show. If he, his voice sounded familiar, he did do our Grinch narration uh, last Christmas for our three-way Grinch. Wait, I have to rephrase that. That sounds kind of weird. He did the, he did the the narration for our Triple Threat Grinch episode last yeah. year. Yeah, he did, and he he did a f- absolutely fabulous job. That was really cool, and I. Very wonderful surprise because I had no idea that he was going to do that, and you surprised me with that. So that was really, really cool. I do what I can. <laughs> so I'd say be, be sure to come back next time because now we're officially in the spooky season of stuff. So we can start delving into Halloween shit. We have nothing set yet, but stay tuned because we do have some ideas kicking around. Mm hmm. So uh, the world is very scary out there, no matter how the cards may lie. See, I worked (laughs) that in there. I worked that in there pretty good. Um, The best way we can get through all this together is to be good to each other. And we have to learn to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. See you next time. Thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.